0: What's Paul's take on this?
1: Welcome to the self evident podcast. You got Mike, you got Massey. It's right, it's rainy, not really, but right as rain. It is. My sprinklers were going. Does that count? Well, it's supposed
0: to rain soon or something. (laughs) It is what they said. Supposed to get a cold front in. I I don't, cold front. Take it easy. Hey, 62 and 64 and 65. Will set all those lizards a fall under the ground off yeah, the trees. Yeah, or... it's going to
1: be raining uh, uh, iguanas. Yeah. That's it, iguanas. Raining iguanas.
0: Send...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was telling my family about that the other day. I was like, it, they, the joke is raining iguanas when it gets cold enough because it gets cold and they
0: fall out of the That's... trees, which that could hurt. That would Imagine. hurt getting nailed by a six foot iguana. Yeah, yeah. Sucker's like, what, 10, 20 pounds? Yeah. Dunk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sandy was a great person but she was walking under the wrong tree at the wrong time. Yeah, what, iguana. On, what
0: happened Sandy? What, what yeah. Happened?
1: And nailed by an iguana. You yeah. know. Anyways, welcome. <laughs> it's Monday morning. We uh
0: we got we, notes. We got notes. notes. We we have we have look we at this. We got notes. I, I'm I'm supposed to I'm supposed to read all this. And supposed to. You know. Supposed to. Mike, you ever wrote a book before? I feel like you should. I, first, of I all, have written he one. Should, he, should, he should write a book. Wrote a second book before. Oh, here, I'm almost here. done. I'm, all, I'm like not even in the center of the shot here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, Massey's got first a point off, to make. First there off, you go. I, I, he should write a book on being with me. <laughs> like memoirs, memoirs. <laughs> like it'll be the collection of. Uh, what is it? Depressive thoughts from Mike Sonneveld. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's bad. It's bad. He's like, "Hey, I sent you that." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." I- I'll get to it. Also, the day, I'm like, I got to it. About an <laughs> but, hour <ago>.
1: yeah. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> on the toilet, I got to it finally. <laughs> oh, never you, you talk can't... about a
0: sacred place. Son. Oh, come on, never. You... Didn't he just talk about it like last week? But I did not talk about my own poops. Oh, just everybody else. Yeah, else's. because that's a sacred. <laughs> we never talk about that sanctuary, bud. We just don't bring that up. Never reveal the secrets yeah, the Lord I mean, shares with yeah, you. Yeah, come, come on now, what's wrong with you? Yeah,
1: ah, I'll I'll do it on a Sunday morning. You already did. For you. No, this is Monday you morning. Just, you
0: just <laughs> told the world. <laughs> Massey gets his downloads from the sanctuary. He's he's just downloads what he's downloading. <laughs> hey, old stuff out, new stuff in. You know? <laughs> oh, geez.
1: Oh, I could go so many scriptural
0: ways this <laughs> this one. Oh. Yeah, there's. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot but, you know, there we love each other folks it's a thing this is this is us this is like it early this is the raw real stuff (laughs) like guys you got to see us in the morning i keep looking over here because i'm like i'm trying to analyze if i look better in black and skinnier so if i stand like you know see that now see there's darkness
1: (laughs) mass we're matching
0: nice nice i like how that Where's coffee yours? cup
1: ends up being
0: the center, yeah, Minnesota. focus of the shot minnesota i feel like it adds it's flavor. it's like the
1: coffee yeah. cup is the main character in that shot and we're it's all the, just here supporting
0: yeah it's the gift from christ before christ right like because you know you need to kind of mm. it's the, juice the john going. the baptist yeah you gotta get the juice going and then you start praying you know what I mean? liquid jesus yeah a little bit a yeah but yeah. I, mean, I i will say what a blessing <laughs>
1: There are theories that caffeine has completely shaped civilization.
0: There are theories that caffeine was a sin. (laughs) Like it shaped your mind. Which
1: isn't it the Mormons
0: that believe caffeine's a sin? I think so. Yet they
1: hold like major stake in Pepsi.
0: Yeah, it's called money. It's like gambling's a sin. I own half half of Las Vegas.
1: (laughs) Well, it's sin for me to do it. Whatever they do. By all means great now we're gonna get the mormons coming right, after right. us
0: well it's like come a, after this a mormon I, i'm
1: assuming a mormon riot is kind of like a canadian riot
0: <laughs> yeah because what can they do
1: right we're upset <laughs> with you is it them or we're the, so
0: the, we're so annoyed is it them or the j-dubs that don't believe in like government and it's the j-dubs right? i think it's the, the j-dubs don't yeah, believe j-dubs. in getting involved in the government right. yeah, they don't yeah, believe yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. doing it right. they editing. don't even do like the they don't um, do like the standing for the flag or yeah so, no they don't even
1: support birthdays they don't No, they don't believe in involving yourself at all in anything that can that is considered a worldly affair
0: that's what i thought because i've been approached by several i mean yeah. have you <laughs> comment below yeah
1: i got into it <laughs> they a on theological debate with one for five hours on a train last time i asked for the lord to stretch my faith <laughs> <laughs> seriously i was standing on he the train platform it for five hours oh, i was miserable i was standing on the train platform about to go visit melissa and i'm praying I was, lord i just i want to stretch my faith i want <laughs> to stretch my sit down open my bible A lady sits down next to me and oh reading the bible blah 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 Start up conversation and i knew it when she asked me so who is jesus to you it's like uh-oh This isn't going to go well. So I start talking and, well, do you want to see what my Bible says? No, I don't. Five hours of. So beware of J-dubs on trains. That's the moral
0: of the story. That should be the meme, guys. The meme is they're not just at your doorstep. No, the meme is Mike owns Mormon woman. On train, i'm saying (laughs) j-dub mike owns a j-dub on a train boom that's right i own these trains and now we're gonna talk about god and israel which no no i think i think we need to talk about this right i i've always held a certain view and and i i am not saying i'm right about it and i don't i don't i pastor todd convinced me to replace or to not do replacement theology he convinced me he's like you yep. know i'd be careful there because i was kind of in that camp for a while were you i was like it's not that i replaced the children of israel like okay right. they're a chosen of his right but i've always thought this like we're grafted in the vine too like are we not considered israel if we're adopted right like in an adoption you love that child just as much as you love the original firstborn right mm-hmm. or the 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 homemade ones <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kind of like when you're doing dedications and you guys make beautiful babies. You need to make more was like, <laughs> <The> homemade. <laughs> that wasn't uh,
0: one of my best moments. I wonder what Todd thinks. Pastor Todd thinks. Because, okay, we're doing child. And, dude, this family, was their kids were gorgeous. Beautiful right? kids, Yeah. And I don't say that often. So I looked at their kids. I'm like, golly, y'all got to make more babies. And I was like, "Yo, that's not pastoral advice. <laughs> and everybody starts laughing. I'm like, oh, no. Stuck my foot in my mouth. Anyway, so like we're talking about God <laughs> and Israel, and and, uh, and and my viewpoint was okay. Where th- those who are Gentiles are grafted into the vine too, right? Because Jews, there are plenty. I shouldn't say Jews. Many of the Jews rejected at that time, right? And and many still do. Like they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So God's I, like, cool. I'm gonna go to the highways of Bibles and invite them in to the, to the right. feast, right? So here we are. So when we talk about Abraham, you know, those who bless his seed they will be blessed. And I'm like, well, we are a part of that descendancy, aren't we? Because not a part of his original seed, but was that the seed he was talking about? He was talking about seed, the faith of Abraham, the faith that he stepped out in the faith that he walked in and justified him. That's the seed he's talking about. Right. So I've always thought this. And then pastor Todd and I had some really good conversations about Israel and like all these other things. I, I, I told him, I'll be honest. I never really studied Israel like that much. And honestly, up until last year, I really had no desire to, to, to okay please don't hate me i'm not saying i don't love the people there and i don't love the culture and and like want to go see it she said no desire to go like it just wasn't a thing i'm like i'm gonna go there to see where jesus stepped okay cool i'm like more focused on what jesus is doing now where we're going now you know what i mean because that's what he says to do the only type of remembrance he tells me to do is to do the communion and to, to say okay remember me you know this this you do in remembrance of me and so that's where i was for a long time You know, and so we're talking about this thing. It's like, hmm, you know, like I I really wanted to, to, to sit and study this and like think about this and be on the right side of Scripture. I don't want to be on the wrong side of Scripture. Right. Right. So
1: and I think I had it on the on the tentative schedule because one of the things that I wanted to do was go back and forth between this idea of liberty and covering it almost. And I'm just realizing this. It aligns well with, you know, Todd decided this year, Pastor Todd, decided to do this year what we believe, mm, right? That's good. And I think, I think kind of what we're doing is mirroring that a little bit, and I'm just realizing that of, I wanted to cover Notice. topics of liberty, as well as topics of like, where do we stand on
0: certain positions? Notice he said mirroring, not copying. Mirroring sounds a lot better. Yes, it's... it's it sounds less plagiaristic. Plagiar- yeah. <laughs> plagiaristic. Plagiaristic. Is that a right word? I don't even know. (laughs) I like plagiaristic, though. Lily Kate, tell me. Yeah, Is that a right word You can correct it for us. Plagiaristic. Cut this part out. Make it a real. We never claimed to be experts, folks. We We were Fox, Folks! Folks! My dad used to work at a shipyard. Folks. Got his leg blown off. Nah, while he was there, folks. Folks! I drove an 18 wheeler for 40 years. 40
1: years, 18 wheeler.
0: Like, he's like, Fox. Walks.
1: Walks. Like, Walks. Come, on, man. Walk. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. We added two more wheels. Walks. It became a 20 wheeler.
0: Our company's doing going
1: I, I, I took so much more cargo. We called it Truck Go. Dude. <laughs> because it was on a truck that I drove 52 years with no legs. Come on, man. It was perfect. I had $3 trillion in my pocket. Gave it all away. It was great. Come on, man. What did you do?
0: Fuck. <laughs> it's like, what did he say yesterday? I just got to hit this. Go for it. <laughs> there was some article that was done. It was like, he basically is saying our economy's headed in the right direction. <laughs> no, no No, no, seriously no. no like, we,
1: yeah. It's collapsing, it's good That's a good sign There's
0: You know, there, there there is such a thing as like Okay, political gaming, right? Like they game and they fudge numbers And they do the thing to, to make it look There's no flub in this No Even your Democrats know This is crap right now This is insane, right? Yeah, With inflation and like banks closing And like I mean, just just that alone, right? It's it's now he can he. I'm not trying to blame a bank closing on the president right. or whatever. I'm not right. I'm not trying to do that, and I shouldn't have really thrown it in there as an example. What I'm saying is, I brought it up, huh? I brought it up. <laughs> I know, but like, I I don't want to I don't want to throw things at him that. He, but under His, leadership, this is chaos. This is but, madness. Yes,
1: and and no matter how you slice it, dice it. Whatever I cook. is doing. Exactly. it. Exactly. Glad you finished it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how you put it, you can't say that we've got roaring economy. You can't say that Dude, our economy no is way. doing great. Um, and, and people can try and argue, but you look at all the indicators and you got to say, OK, there are some issues and there are some warning signs and there are some
0: things going on. Dude, from the White House itself, they tweeted. Just listen to this our economy is moving in the right direction under President Biden's leadership. I, From the I,
1: White House. I get so tired of political twisting. Like, they came after Trump when Trump would ever, would always say, it's the great, it's the best, the best ever. Cool. I'm, I'm with you of like, okay, let's tone down the language because, I mean, really, is, is, is your cup of coffee the best ever or just great? I'd like to think um, so. Right? It, but Biden coming out and saying, yeah totally on the right direction we're doing great no problems it's all political pandering and you lose trust in the reliability i mean we all lost trust a long time ago but i want to be able to trust the words of a person who comes out and says something like right or wrong i want to at least trust that you're trying to yeah. be reasonable and accurate in your language
0: dude. you know people would probably follow you more if you just said hey we're not doing great right now we really we're, need we're to having some we need to we need to work together on this yeah. we need to and it's like the oh we're just roaring folks hey, it's good uh, uh the price of beef went up yesterday but that's because the cows we consider more expensive you know like it just yeah I, he didn't say that i'm just throwing it out there
1: perfect example of that though is when they said they they ushered in the what was it the largest increase in social security ever or whatever yeah, every, everybody pointed out because it's tied to inflation <laughs> it was like you, this is the problem you you're you're taking things twisting it
0: and then shoving it back at us and saying see see how good i'm doing yeah. look yeah. We're, we're you know we're getting more money yeah because everything went up 20 percent yeah fifteen exactly. percent you know like, like i anyways i'm looking at this going lord if you took care of israel if you took care of even with their disobedience sure asking you as the adopted children take care of us too because right the stuff going on it's obviously you know you, you could sit and say okay this is probably a sign of the return of christ and all these other things i believe it to be a sign of we need to buckle down and keep fighting you know keep doing yeah. as we gain victory they're going to keep fighting to destroy it so we're just keep we got to keep our eyes focused right mm-hmm. on the author and the finisher so like we got to keep moving forward like and the only way to do that
1: is to just go a day at a time. do not worry about tomorrow and I think I think oh, a lot of times I think a lot of times we we get wrapped up in this is, is Christ coming christ's almost here it's almost and and i'll say it again because I want to continue to reiterate this idea for a long time. I struggled with that of like lord, i don't have enough time i don 't have enough time to do what I feel is on my heart, like you need to move me faster Lord when what if you come back tomorrow then i didn't get done everything I, but it, you see all the fear and anxiety in that? We should do a podcast you know, on that.
0: We probably should. Because Why, don't we do Why don't we do that soon? We because can. We can do it Friday um, if you want. Well, we can't do it Friday. Well, we can be Friday? Are we doing actually Friday? uh
1: Are we doing it out
0: there? I say we do it out
1: there. You know, say we do it 20 I think we minutes. talk
0: real about, okay, because there's real things about worry, fear, panic. Yeah. You know, I think we should and talk about secretly, it. Secretly, guys, you don't have to be, um, what you call it? You don't have to be, um, hidden about it just tell the lord okay i have fear right now man it's cool like and he wants to get rid of that fear and to your point
1: when you when you step back and you you stop hyper focusing on when is christ going to be here just deal with today just do that do today and and i have so much more peace going you know my lord i have no clue if you're going to come back next week or in a 100 years doesn't matter to me I'm going to be faithful to what you have me doing because that you notice the mindset, the I'm thinking of the parable when the master's gone for a long time and, and one of the servants is getting drunk and beating the other servants. And, and the master comes back in, in the middle of the night. We always think about the sin and wickedness of the servant beating the other servants, but let's stop for a second. If the other servants are doing what they're supposed to be doing, it doesn't concern them on Bingo. when the master's coming back because Bingo. they're doing their job. That's right. Well, whenever he comes back, but I, I got to wash this floor. I got to take this food out. You're going to have a lot more peace. When you say, Lord, whenever you come, you come, but I'm going to be faithful to what you're giving me today. And I'm just going to walk it out day by day. I'm, I'm going to hope for the
0: future, but Lord, I have peace in today. I do. I do. Cause like what, 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 it doesn't profit me to worry about that. No. All Profits I can do is nothing. Right. All I can do is have joy, peace and all that stuff today and push people to that and say, Lord, they need salvation as much as anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool at church when you have people getting saved. You're like, if we carry the mindset of, oh, my gosh, what peace are they having? You know, their faith should be in Christ, not Ooh. the return of Christ. Right. Oh, good. faith should be in. I'm anchored in Jesus, whether he returns today, returns 500 years from now. It doesn't matter. My anchor is, my faith is in Christ. So I die with Christ. I rise with Christ. I live with Christ. I'm abiding in Christ. It is a faith in Christ and Christ alone, right? The merit and atonement of Jesus. Like that is my, that is a central tenet of the faith, right? Not did I ask Jesus into my heart? It's no, I put my faith in him and what he did and his resurrection. I put my faith in that. He told me he would give me his holy spirit. I put my faith in him. he will guide me to the truth through the holy spirit. Like that stuff, like I have faith in it. I I have to believe that. Yep. Yeah. Then I don't have and it's not that I'm not worried about tomorrow. He took care of tomorrow. So like if he takes care of tomorrow, I'm, you know, I got to focus on what I'm doing here.
1: And when Christ was walking the earth the number one thing he was telling his disciples to tell people is the kingdom of God is at hand. There you go. The kingdom of God is near the, the, ushering in of the kingdom of God, not I'm going to die, resurrect, and then I'll come back. Because if we hyper focus on him coming back, we wash away all of the work that's being done day by day, by day, by day. Right. And I think a lot of times we look at the Lord and we forget that the Lord is just as invested in each detail of work as the end goal. Here's, here's my example for that. People will, will sometimes think, well, why couldn't Christ just come to the earth and the next day get crucified and died? Therefore, he's paid the penalty. As opposed to that 33 years. Because Christ had to actually fulfill all of the tasks. He had to do everything. Right? He had to live out day by day. We have to see it as God sees the timeline and builds the progression. Yeah, He can't just jump from one day to end day.
0: And dude, you got to do all of this. That's right. And the purpose of Jesus too was there's a there's a really cool scripture in Hebrews four where He says we don't have a high priest that doesn't empathize with our weaknesses. How was He going to like understand all of us as a human, not going through it? Now He's God. He's all yes, but then we can never say well, Jesus it was just a fairy tale. Poof, He was here. Poof, He was gone. No, he had to walk the earth. Yes. Go through the same thing. Now he said it says that we don't have a high priest that doesn't empathize with our weaknesses, but was tempted in all points, yet did not sin. That's the cool part about Christ is that he did it all. And I can put, I can bank on that, right? So I can hear it now. This is the amount of just crap we get. I don't believe in your fairy tale. I don't believe in a God who destroyed nations to kill babies and blah, blah, blah. It's like that one keeps popping up for some always, reason. Oh, yeah. And it's such a dumb argument, right? Anyways, let's get back to this. So <laughs> we have we, Jesus I, comes back to fulfill the law. He had to. Yeah. He had to. And then he was of age to actually, like, hey, 33 years, that's you, you've lived a good 20s life, teens life. You've done all that, right? Yep. You got all that junk out your system. Now you're in your 30s where people are probably in the marriage realm, you know, they're mm-hmm. kind of he dies. He resurrects, right? Yep. The whole time it's like this guy was timeless. Yeah. Right, that's so yeah. crazy. 33 yeah. years but yet he was timeless. Yep. And he
1: I think what's so cool is as he walked he he was the image of the father. Image. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. Bingo. So he's fulfilling everything of the Father in bodily form so that then we can look on him and know, ah, this is what it's like. This is the will and character of the Father born out in the physical. Christ had to actually do that day by day by day to show it. I think one example of that is John the Baptist doesn't want to baptize Christ. So if, <laughs> I'm not fit to do that.
0: Christ says, no, no, no. We have to do it to fulfill all
1: righteousness.
0: That's great. So there you go. I love that. That's a great. I'll preach on that one day because I've thought about this. How many times we always say, well, I'm not fit to do that. Lord, I'm not even worthy to do that. And here's like Christ is like, yeah, don't care. I want you to do it. We need to fulfill righteousness. I I need you to fulfill the destiny God had for you in the first place. I need you to do this. So, like, I'll work the rest out john the Baptist about to be beheaded is that the christ so you baptized the dude like we're talking about you know, right like, <laughs> you're talking about you know so it, it just how, what a cool story to show us yeah you may not feel ready but when jesus says it's your number it's your time get moving you know right. what i mean so
1: and i i think this does blend well into talking about israel because i think christians we we where we get off sometimes is we go one extreme or the other on Israel. Yeah. We we either see Israel as I like concur. sacred, untouchable nation, and and I'll I'll clarify and, and go deeper on this. So just yeah, pause, Fox. pause, Take it easy,
0: Fox. Fox,
1: come on, man, just just pause. Let me explain all of it. But we tend to kind of put them on the pedestal in the sacred nature, or. We say, get rid of them. They rejected Christ. And we have to look at them as what was their purpose? What was their role? Who are they in the Lord? And then what happened between them and Christ, the Messiah that was sent to them? And so what's the position now? And Israel was considered the children of God. Okay, They were his nation into whom? He was going to pour his truth, teach his law, and give his promises to. They were the carriers of the truth. He, you are my people. Yep. All, all these other gods with all these other people, you are my people. I'm going, to keep, I'm going to pour out my truth, my law into you, and you're going to move forward. You're also going to be the, the, the lineage of the Messiah that will be able to save both Jew and Gentile. Okay, so they they have a special place in God's plan from the beginning to the end. So we can't just discount them now that they rejected Christ. We can't just, well, they're gone. Christians are in their place. Right. That's not how this works. It can't work. It can't work. And so they marched across history, the face of the earth, cycling in and out of God's approval based on whether they were committing adultery with other gods and rejecting his commandments or not. If you notice in the Old Testament, what is the Old Testament really about? Jesus, absolutely. But the Israel's relationship with God, good and bad. We as Christians, when we read the Old Testament, I, we put ourselves in their position, so I, which is good, but at the same time, I think sometimes we, we obscure the fact that we're reading about God's relationship with an entire nation, Mm. an entire people. Old Testament is Israel as a people, as a nation in God's favor, in God's in obedience to the Lord's will, all of that falling out of it. And what does God do? And then coming back in and then falling out of it and coming back in. It's this truly a relationship and back and forth between God and his children, God and his people. And, There were plenty of promises that God gave to Israel, right? Or or the lineage of Israel or or the the destiny of Israel as as from Abraham. So Genesis 12, 7, God promised Abraham that he would give his descendants the land of Canaan, which is modern-day Israel. This promise was reiterated to Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. Deuteronomy 35, God promised that he would bring the Israelites back to their land after they were exiled. Also the promise of blessing promise was passed down to Abraham's descendants throughout the old Testament. We see God fulfilling this promise by providing for his people and protecting them from their enemies promise of protection. Zechariah two eight. God promised to protect Israel as the apple of his eye. This promise is seen throughout Israel's history as God delivered them from their enemies and Man. kept them safe from, but harm. it's also
0: seen throughout our history as Christians, right? So like you can look at this. This is why I had such a theory because like, you know, you can look at these. It was promised that he's done it for us, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's faithful to his word and to his generations right to the generations past. So, like, here's another one promise of uh, uh, the Messiah in Isaiah nine. Right. God promised that the Messiah would come from the line of David and would establish a kingdom that would last forever, not the earthly kingdom. It was a spiritual Ben Shapiro just commented. He thought that Jesus tried to build and upend the government, and up in Rome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like he had there's nothing in his writings that does that right he didn't even go up against the roman king they came against him he wasn't trying to do anything he was out there doing good healing those that are sick and oppressive of the devil that's what the bible says Like, where where they got that basis was like what because why because the king Herod said oh this guy's going to try to up and they go but there's no record of christ doing that so it just makes no sense to your point
1: i think jews in israel not in Israel, but Jews and Israel are doing the same exact thing that they did between Saul and David. Because to your exact point, when Christ came onto the earth, they were expecting the Messiah to be somebody to look at somebody, you know, power and structure and and would upend Rome in order to establish a kingdom. Bingo. That's what Shapiro was saying is like He's he's still in the mindset of expecting the Messiah is going to upend the political system on earth and establish Israel. Mm. And Christ continually rejected that reading of what his job was. You notice they wanted to make him a king, right? The the people came up and were like, We're gonna make you a king. Christ withdrew himself and went away.
0: Yeah, right? but, but it's almost like the Jews believe the reports of the the of Herod. Because it was them who nailed, behold, the, you know, the king right. of the Jews. It was them who well, labeled them. You know what I'm saying? They,
1: so Pilate nailed it over Christ's head, king of the Jews. The Jews wanted to say, no, 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 it should say he said he was king of the Jews. Right, 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 right.
0: right. But that's what I'm saying. They're yeah. believing, He believes more the government of what the government said of Christ right, than what Christ actually came to do. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like Caleb and Joshua and the spies. Right, we'll believe what the majority says. We'll believe what that's being said about God. And here's Caleb and Joshua going, oh, yo, that's true. There's giants out there, but um, if God's with us, though, we can go do it. And like, let's move. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But there's that report. Like, in in the mind of a person who's not spiritually converted, you'll hear the report and go, "Okay, that's just how it is." But the spiritually converted kid will be like, "But didn't God say? You know what I mean? Didn't I? Haven't yeah. I seen this before? Right. This is why it's so important uh, important to study history." Because you can see the miracles of God. As a matter of fact, Scripture talks about that the, the Scriptures were written, right, to, to, to remember, to remember things done in the past so that we could, you know, either their pitfalls and their downfalls mm-hmm. or, you know, what, what was done at that time. So that we remember the goodness of God. We remember his power. We remember what he can do. That's why we study history. That's why we look back. That's why it's not a, a tedious for us to do this historical stuff. Yeah. When we're studying this here, it's like, man, look what he did for Abraham and the children of Israel. My gosh why can't we apply those principles to today? Like if you right. did it for them and I'm saved, I don't have those promises. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Then what do we have? Are, are we then less than the children of Israel because we're adopted? That doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Now I'm just a human, you know, whatever God can do what he wants. He's sovereign, right? He's chosen his, you know, people and all, he's chosen us. Who's going to go to heaven. Who's not all this stuff. God is sovereign. He can do all that. And I, I know, I know I can hear you people who aren't Christian. That's just wrong. He just chooses who goes to heaven. Who's not? No, you reject him. So you've really chosen yourself. He just knows who's going and who's not because you chose not to obey. And if you choose to obey, praise God, you're going to be with us. You know? <laughs> you're know, you going to go to heaven because God is good, you know, and he's merciful, but he's not going to force you, right? So here we have, what was the last one here? The promise of what? Restoration? Yeah. 37, God promised to restore Israel and make it a great nation once again. The promise is seen in, establishing, in the establishment of the modern state, of Israel, 1948, and then President Trump. <laughs> anyway, uh, which fulfill many of the prophecies <laughs> regarding Israel's restoration. These promises, though, like because uh, uh, I was reading a lot of this stuff, right? And, and you're right; it just it demonstrated God's faithfulness to His people. What He wrote, or uh, I'm sorry, what He said, they wrote. Why, so that we could go back and say, no, that was written." Yeah. Like you, you trusted your word was performed. Moses was like, "Yo." this was dope. Like let's write this down. You know what I mean? Inspired by God. They saw the promises and God was faithful and they could go back and say, Lord, if you did it for them, remember matter matter of fact, read the the, the later chapters of the prophets, the children of Israel would be like, Lord, do you remember your father our father, Moses? Do you remember what you did for him? They would go back and recollect. So God's faithfulness was shown and not only what he said, but what was written. So like he could say, Lord, you know, you did, we're here to repent. I, I, I don't know what to do except turn. We need you Lord. And he's like, cool. I'll spare you. You're gonna go through a little bit of this judgment, but then and I,
1: I think the Christian would do well to watch it almost as an outside observer. So so take yourself back because we we put ourselves so deeply into the Old Testament that we forget that there this is really a story of Israel. The through the cross, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from the beginning to the end. It's it's not just a story about us take yourself back and watch it as an outside observer, the story of the children of God, the Jews, right? Now we're grafted in, we're adopted in as Gentiles. We're we're part of the family. So I'm not saying we're not part of this whole thing, but it takes on a new dimension when we recognize the Messiah came as a Jew, of the tribe of Judah. He was rejected by his own people. He even laments, Jerusalem, I wish I could take you as a mother hen takes her chicks under her wings. There is a love of God for Jews, for children of God, Israel, through the process. The problem is the Jews who reject Christ, reject the Messiah, are rejecting the sacrifice that will actually cleanse their sins. Their their lack of faith in what God is doing is a separation of them from God because they're still looking at the physical. And I think part of the issue with the children of God and this whole process, as I reference the Jews, because the Old Testament, that's that's really kind of the monikers, right? They they never got out of the physical. They're still stuck in the physical. Hence why, like a Shapiro looks at Jesus, well, he was just trying to over and overturn the Roman government and he failed. Well, A, that was what you guys wanted anyways. Right, right. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, he he failed at what you guys were expecting. What were you guys expecting? The physical, the law, right? And so the the Jews marched throughout history in a physical, fleshly mindset of the law. This is it. We follow this. This is the process. And the whole meantime, God's going, You're you've closed your eyes to what I'm about to do because I'm about to, upend this from physical to spiritual even says in the last days i'll pour out my spirit right young men will dream dreams old men will have visions right this whole idea of the new covenant was we're not just physical anymore we're spiritual and i think as a whole the jews couldn't get on the train because they kept their mindset into the physical into the law right and so we as christians We almost take it for granted because we haven't been saddled with all of that history of the law, physical, all of that. We got grafted in from the beginning in the spiritual sense. And so if we look at Israel with those eyes, we'll start to understand this whole process. And you notice God still hasn't written
0: them off. Bingo.
1: He's still working with them. He's still putting forward things that will open their eyes in the end days. So we, as Christians can't go Ah, well, he passed them off. It's us. Now we're the, we get all the promise. Right. No, we get the beauty of the promise.
0: Yeah. So, so the, the, the promises that they rejected and then we get the promise. The beauty part of it is look at his love towards us. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, like that's, that's the, that's the, the view we should have. Right. Cause as I'm going through this, right. You, you, you see here problem beliefs, like number three, right. Uh, I, I'm 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 regretful to say I held that view. Now again, I'd never studied it. It just made sense in my head. You yeah. know what I mean? I never really sat down and studied um uh God's role with Israel and all that stuff because it just wasn't a passionate like I, you know, there's things I'm passionate about in scripture, like sanctification, justification, all that stuff. That stuff I just wasn't interested in, you know. And then mm-hmm. when I got into like history and stuff, I was like, oh, I want to study more church history, what this means, you know, that kind of thing. And replacement theology known as supersessionism is a theological perspective that suggests that the Christian Church has replaced Israel as the chosen people of God I didn't I didn't go to that extreme I knew there was chosen of the Jews right I just thought well if they don't we are we are but they're still chosen of his like that's cool like they're his kids he, yeah he talked about that in the Old Testament like these are my people it's like not trying to be a potty old people you chose me though you know what I mean yeah. like so we are part of your people too. So I wasn't exactly. trying to say they don't exist. They're not a part of it. I wasn't that far. But I see the danger of going down that line that, dude, you're literally rejecting the word of God if you think that we are. That there's a replacement theology exists. That's a dangerous place to be, yeah. right? Because then you're kind of upending what God wanted to do with his people in the first place. You're trying to tell God that he can't redeem his own.
1: His own chosen. That's, yeah. Oh,
0: be careful.
1: And I, I think on the other end of that, of that is Christ is, is really that linchpin in the whole process. Right. And the Christians to the other extreme who put Israel on a pedestal, we have to remember, look, it does come down to whether or not they accept or reject the Messiah. Okay. So there, there is that everybody on the earth is a sinner, including children of Israel. We have to see it with, with accurate eyes. And so I think sometimes we either reject Israel wholesale and say, we're the, the, the full fulfillment of the promises. They have nothing because they rejected Jesus. Or almost a holier-than-thou mindset yeah. or, or a, a, a righteous, sacred, up-on-a-pedestal mindset of Israel. I think we honor Israel. We honor the Jews as God's children. yes. But there is that that fact of hey how do you see the Messiah right you're right. a sinner just like me
0: well th- this is the issue like the New Testament is very like when you're looking at the what we're writing here what you know what, where they're writing here um, it's the, the New Testament is very complex on yes. how it talks about Israel right yes so like it says that they're still a part of the plan they're still his chosen they're still God's cho- uh, God's favors on them and all these mm-hmm. other things then there's like these Romans chapters that are like, they just rejected, <laughs> like, you know, they You're were right. yeah, look at the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, these guys were a part of, the, they understood the law and Christ was like, Nope. You know, like, it, and then he tells, he tells Peter, you know, and, and, and all of his disciples, he was like, unless your righteousness succeeds that you'll in no wise enter the kingdom of God. So it's like, there's all these, like, it's just complex, like how it talks about it. And um, it says here, so the church is not just an offshoot of Israel. Right. It's the body of Christ. That's where this whole thing gets screwed up. Yes. I mean, not screwed up. No, 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 you're right. You're right. It gets I don't want to say screwed up. That's where the plan gets more expanded. This is where my mind went. It's like we're not just the children of God. Now we are the body of Christ. Yes. Now we're under this umbrella of holy smokes. The precious promises now are given to the Gentiles, too, which I am a Gentile right yes so we, i wasn't in the, the that, that original vine i don't understand that process i don't know about the historical and eaten you know the, the sacrificed you know things of the altar i i wasn't out there doing sacrifice for sins i wasn't putting my hands on the lamb i wasn't doing any of that stuff i come in as an outsider going <laughs> shoot <laughs> you know like you I mean imagine you're dude,
1: absolutely right imagine
0: the thief on the exactly cross right. he's like i didn't do nothing and this dude said i could go in Right. Like, I didn't do nothing. I just said, hey, you know, remember me. And he's like, you're going to be today with me in paradise. It's like,
1: what the heck? Could you imagine si- sitting, hanging there and you know, the system, you know, the law and the legal system in the sense of like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you were immersed, whether you were a part of it or not. You watched all of this religious situation happen and you're sitting on the cross knowing you're a thief, knowing like. Well, I got no chance. I, n- I never really followed all of that. I wasn't a part of that system. And then the Messiah tells you, you'll be
0: with me. Whoa. Right. But there you go. Like, <laughs> what What an up end to the Torah. Exactly. It just, what? How are you accepted when you did nothing of the, the fruits of the sacrifices of the children of Israel at right, that time? right. So you got accepted into the fold, beloved by God because of Jesus Christ. I mean, think about that. So this whole the New Testament upended a lot of this digging, and so that's why from for, for how I was processing this for a long time was well, dude, like we're we're, we're of the children, we're, we're now the body of Jesus. Yeah, it's it's okay. I just want to say this. We say I, I should I should be careful about what I say about the thief on the cross because he was also crucified. Yes, he went through his own pain and paid for his mistakes fortunately his eyes turned to christ like i can't bear this on my own like if you notice the repentance of him he couldn't even get rid of the sin that he had
1: and he corrected the other the other guy on the cross so the other right the other, cussing him out yeah mocking like christ off. he says we deserve to be here right there is an admitting your sin right. it's admitting your your unworthiness before god but
0: what that should prove to you the thief on the cross you that are listening around just hear me out What this should prove to you is you could try to die for your sins. You could try to carry the weight of your sin. You could just say, well, the Lord won't forgive that. He won't see that. He won't do. Be like the thief. Just just go to the cross. Put yourself, like the Bible says, mortify the deeds of the body. Just give it to him. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you do that and say, Lord, I deserve to be here. You don't. I deserve to be on the cross. Then he can remove that crap. If you're honest with the Lord about your sin, he wants to remove that. Be like that thief on the cross. I have no merits, Lord. I have no merit for this. I don't. I don't know what to do, but I know you're the guy. He says, "Cool. Today you're going to be with me. I'll take that from you today. I'll take away that pain, that worry, that struggle, that sorrow. You know what I mean? Be like that thief. I keep. I never keep remembering that. That thief was crucified, nailed to it too. Like he was all that. I don't think he had a crown, but like yeah. he was on a cross, crucified for the world to see. Right." How funny that Christ was put amongst thieves and murderers. So Christ died amongst the thieves and the murderers. You know why? You know what's crazy about that? We used to we used to glorify the priests when they died. Moses had his own sepulchre. Moses had his own thing, right? It was like a big deal. Jesus was on a cross between the sinners. Like that just and resurrected in glory. This is crazy. He put sin to death in his flesh. That's what Romans 8 says. The, the, the body of the sin put to death in the flesh sin, sin is condemned in his flesh that's why it was done to show you the severity of the sin we had to take christ the perfect lamb and put him amongst thieves and murderers and that's how he died and resurrects in glory so in other words it wasn't a glorious return it wasn't a glorious this it was a he humbled himself man and took it all and i've never even thought about it until right now i'm just thinking about what are the jews seeing right Told you. And then the other ones were like, dang, he really did everything he said he would do. You know what I mean? I'm just... I'm I'm sobered right I'm now. quiet right
1: now because you are hitting me on a level that I, I haven't felt in a long time, if ever. Um, just the reality of my God died amongst th- thieves and murderers. My God had no... Took no glory for himself in his death, took no riches, honor, man, all, ri- none of it, and died amongst me. Who would you rather serve?
0: Well, this took a turn because, like, and maybe we should have saved this. I should have saved it, but I would. I know I would have no, forgotten it. No, no, Um, I've just never thought that deep about this. Like, me either that the savior of the world who we hang our justification on that I have access to the father to, that I was blessed by the Holy spirit with humbled himself even lower than where I'm at right now. I mean, physically I'm no thief or a murderer spiritually. I was, Yeah. but not only that dude, he died amongst them. That just. And like, I
1: think there's a part of us that often looks at it as a negative, but this has just completely reversed that to like, that's how I know he's God. Like, because every other person, every other God would have tried to consume glory for themselves some way, shape or form, even in the sacrifice, still try to consume some type of, attention or energy to themselves and he put away all of that right in his death truly became one of the people like people will will pay lip service so often to oh, i'm a part of the people yeah but in your heart you're not in your heart you you drive among the people and then you go home and you know like how many of us actually are willing to, to crucify our own heart, our own selves to where we are truly a part of the people and to have God do that. I can, I, I guarantee that is a very foreign dude, hard to understand concept for a lot of people, especially the Jews. Because they've always seen God as as conqueror. They've always seen Him as as covering over all. Beauty of it, exactly. We don't
0: have a high priest who cannot empathize with our weaknesses, dude. He went down to even die with the weakness, with those who are weak. You see what I'm saying? Like he was amongst the people. He was calmly to look at. He wasn't like the special right. looking dude. You know what I mean? Even born in
1: came... born in the the Alabama of Israel, right? The backwoods of Israel. Brought
0: in. On a cult, you know what I mean? Like, there's just all these analogies of no, he really did empathize with, me. he really did go to the dredge. And some of us think that gain is godliness, some of us think that the more that we have, God is blessing us. No, that's called favor, and that it is his blessing. But that doesn't mean his blessing comes because you're righteous, right? He just reigns on the just and the unjust, that's who he is, right? And I think I want to circle back to this. Most Christians today. Um, most of Christendom, I should say, rejects the replacement theology. But even Revelation kind of brings us weird. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to tie this all in. Yeah, no, you're good. Revelation talks of a new Jerusalem. Right. Like, what's the point of the old one? You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> right. So th- there's a lot of confusion, but it's not confusion if you think about what he's doing. He's going back to what he originally created. And that's yes. what's so beautiful. That, but you know what's cool is he includes us now. Yeah. How cool. He includes the Gentile. He includes the people who completely were against him. Like one thing we don't understand about, and I I really want to study this out too. Paul was a Jew, Pharisee of the Pharisees, right? Yeah. Completely against the will of God, thought he was serving God. God corrected him. You know, mm-hmm. has he, has he not changed the Gentile that was even worse than that? Who didn't know the laws of God, who didn't understand the Torah, who never, and obviously wasn't working for God, never even thought about God. Psalm talks about the wicked through the pride of his countenance, won't seek after God. God is not in his thoughts, so like, you know what I mean. He yeah. could convert a Paul who thought he was doing things for the Lord. God said, "Nope, you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for yourself. Here's where you know, and and your brood." But here we are saying, "Man, we're a part of this." And 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 out of one of the scary things that can develop out of replacement theology is anti-Semitism. I wasn't that right. far, but Luther developed that. Yeah, Martin he did. Luther, Martin Luther was. They rejected it, so the Jews suck, basically. It's like, whoa.
1: Kill them all. You know, like, <laughs> right. oh, geez, that's going to suck. It's taken out of
0: context. <laughs> you got to start thinking about what you're saying, bro. Uh, media Explain matters. That. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Explain What that, I dude. meant
1: by that is people get to that point, right? People get to that point where it's like they rejected the Christ, so now do away, right? And it's so wrong. It's so unforgiving is really the way to put it. It's unforgiving in a person's heart to look at those who rejected Christ and say, "See, cast them out. Let God do that." How about praying for your enemies? How about how about hoping and praying and having faith that the Lord will restore his people. You know, and and you're right. Luther got he got drastic in how he viewed it. Was weird. You know, because because of the rejection of the Messiah, and we can't get falling into Damn. that. You're right. That's so dangerous. Because then attack the world, because the world rejects Christ. It's not just the Jews. Everybody does, except for those who accept Christ. The rest of them have rejected Christ. It's a binary.
0: But yes there or are many no. Many Gentiles yeah. who rejected Christ and heard exactly. The gospel. Exactly. So it's like there's there's no there's no like and or either or there are Gentiles who've heard the gospel who have walked in. Matter of fact, many of them walked and tried to obey it and walked away. Yeah, it wasn't really in them. Right. But just because they're Jews. Right. They could also walk away. That only proves that all men are like, we're all inherently sinful. We need a savior. Right. Because we destroy ourselves. We really do. So the whole idea of this, God still has favor on his kids, his, his chosen, his Israel. That's true. The yeah. nation and state of Israel. Like he really does. And dude, if we do bless them by scripture, he blesses us. I mean, yeah. my whole tune changed when I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. I had to really sit down. But I don't I don't like believing what people tell me. I've got to sit down and study. So when Pastor Todd right. challenged me, I was like, okay, I got to go back and read this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's people who are like, no, if we just do this, God will do this. If and or stuff, that's a part of the obedience. That's not if you do this, everything else is going to work. It's not right. Yeah. It's not how it is. You know what I mean?
1: And I I think a bit of the takeaway is, look, Israel has been that, that special vessel that the Lord has used across the expansion of time, including introducing the covenant of the church, the bride of Christ. Where did that come out of? Jesus. Where did Jesus come out of? The Jews. So... Instead of looking at the church as a replacement of Israel, Israel has been the vessel that God has used across time. The church is part of, so God gave the law to the Jews. The Jews carried it forward. God then gives the Messiah through the Jews. God gives the church through the Messiah, who is through the Jews, who carried the law. Like when you look at them as that vessel, all of a sudden you you get a more accurate view of like, okay, I get it. I get it. Like there are people who God chose to be his, his ones who carry it all through, but they still have to come to the realization that the Messiah actually walked the earth and was resurrected.
0: There you go. End it. So there (laughs) we got through it.
1: Yeah, we did it. There's 40 more podcasts we could do on this, but we're going to pick other topics to do. Anyways, thank you so much for watching everybody. We always say it, but we mean it. We love you guys. We're so grateful for you. Please reach out, connect. We will be in Missouri. 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 This weekend at the homeschool convention. So if you are a homeschool person, be sure to come out and say hi. Easy, you got something? Nope. Nope, you good. All right. Well, until next time, guys, we love you so much. We will do something for you on Friday. No worries. Love you guys. Have a great day.